Happy Thanksgiving, Utah fans. So what do we as Utah Utes fans have to be thankful for this Thanksgiving? We're talking about it on today's Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Lockdown News your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online, as you covered this season, more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Once again, happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Hope you guys had a great time. If you have already eaten your Thanksgiving meal, or if you haven't eaten yet, Hope you're having a great Thanksgiving. On today's show, we're going to talk about the biggest things that we have to be thankful for as Utah fans. And joining me in order to do that is friend of the show and Zone contributor, Sammy Mora. Sammy, always great having you on. And when talking about things to be thankful for as Utah fans, going to kind of pick a, there's, look, we could pick a million different things. We'll kind of narrow it down to like our top three. I'll start with the biggest thing I'm thankful for as a Utah fan is Kyle Whittingham. Because Mm -hmm. what does Kyle Whittingham represent? stability how i know utah fans are a little bit bummed because it's a three loss team this year fell short of a couple of those expectations we had and look maybe if someone's listening to this episode again next week utah will be in the pac-12 championship and then those things look right back up and totally fine but at the moment it's hard just because of the way the oregon game played out but to still be a top 15 team year in and year out what kyle whittingham has done for this program the heights he's taken to them the recruits he's been able to help bring into him and his staff like I said, it's just stability, and there's a lot of teams in the country who would love to have a Kyle Whittingham in there. this revolving door of a coaching era of all these expectations some of these big teams have. It's just Kyle Whittingham has been able to exceed the expectations, transform and take this Utah football program to new heights, to a place where they're in Rose Bowls and have opportunities to beat the Ohio States of the world, something that long time ago didn't even seem possible i mean we talked about of course that the win against alabama all those years ago in the sugar bowl but that was just a one-time thing and now it feels like this utah team is capable of doing it year in and year out which is really exciting to see and they are a real threat in the pac-12 for years to come and that's because of kyle whittingham and this coaching staff so i am very much thankful that kyle whittingham is the head coach of the university of utah football team um that was very similar to the one that i my one of mine i was gonna go with i'm gonna go with family though is how i'm gonna phrase it because Utah football is a family. Um, Mm -hmm. You hear a lot of stories about programs where there's a lot of strife and back and forth between coaches and players, players and players, and it's just a mess. And I think that's something that Utah fans really need to acknowledge that is different for Utah. This is very – we've seen how close this program is multiple times over the last couple of years with all the tragedies that have happened with Aaron and Ty. But at the same time – these guys are close. They're a brotherhood. You constantly hear them talking about being brothers and that they're they're fighting with their brothers or they're battling with their brothers. And it's just it's mm-hmm. it's it's refreshing to hear because there's certain programs where it's like, ooh. Yeah. Like it's a lot of like there you can feel the tension. Auburn. Yeah. Auburn, um, Texas A and M is another one that I'm yes. thinking of right now. Uh Mississippi State with Mike Leach versus his wide receivers. Um <laughs> But there's certain programs where that's like the only headlines that you are hearing about mm-hmm. is the negatives that are coming from the program. And I think Utah does a really good job at being that family. And there's something I'm thankful for because we can actually focus as like reporters, we can focus on the football and we're not mm-hmm. focusing on all of the drama that's going on outside of it. Yeah. 
So I'm thankful for the family mentality of Utah football. And especially like from like a reporter standpoint, like all of the people on the Utah beat, we're so close. Yes. So I think Funny. that's that's like another aspect that I think Utah fans mm-hmm. need to realize is that how close the beat writers are. So, but that's that's like a little tangent, like a little side note, but family no, it, is my no, it, my big one. It's a great point though, because I'll say this too, having, look, this is obviously the first beat I've ever been a part of, but having still been around other just media markets in the country, it's not that way everywhere. So it is really oh, yeah. cool to see that you have this close of a group covering the team. And uh, you even talked about the Utah just family in general, I'll even just take it further with just the fans too, incorporating mm-hmm. them in that family. It is so fun to be a part of and cover this team, interact and run into you guys at the game, see you in different places. The comments may not always be the best from everyone involved, but we know for the most part, it's all love and support and it goes both ways. So mm-hmm. I know whether it is me on lockdown, Utes or Sammy with Ute zone and or podcast too, that we appreciate how much you guys support and listen to our shows and content because it is so much fun interacting with and having that general family. So I think we are yeah. both thankful to have a great football community and just a great fan base regardless of the sport supporting us facts that is that is very true some of my closest friends are like utah mm-hmm. fans that i've just met on twitter yeah so <laughs> that's just how this work world works at this point and i'm i'm here for it honestly mm-hmm. i am as well so moving on to the second biggest thing i'm thankful for is i'm really thankful for this the utah men's basketball team and people may be like well they just lost to sam houston i'm thankful for the young recruits on this team Will Exact and Kay Bakita. I think those guys are future superstars. So I am very thankful that they're part of the program. I also think, I know it's been a rocky start. I really think Mike Saunders is going to do big things. I was already wrong on saying he was going to start early on this season. And honestly, probably not going to start at all this year with how much with Raleigh Wooster has played well, done some nice things. He had some up and down games, but he's just a reliable presence on the court. And we know coach Smith trusts him. And when you have the trust of your head coach, you're going to remain on the court. But mm-hmm. I am thankful that when we look, even after this season is done, I think there's going to be more excitement and more optimism about Utah men's basketball because of guys like Kiba and will exact coming back next year. Marco Anthony is going to go on. Brandon Carlson is going to go on, but the ceiling for guys like will and Kiba is so high. Kiba top 100 recruit. I mean, just an athletic, beast out there i mean the block shots he generates the dunks he can throw down the elevation just there's not a lot of guys built like him strength wise and with that leaping ability at that size so he's just a guy that's going to be fun to watch for years to come and i'll take it a step further too with a guy like will that i think is just going to be an incredible guard for this team and i think in the future him and mike are going to be guys you can go to late in games that was something i was watching utah play uh georgia tech most recently and it was just kind of like I don't really know who to go to in this kind of situation. It's like, I don't know who I want to score and to be the guy. And I think Will and Mike are going to be those guys in the future for this team. So I am thankful that there's at least some excitement back with this Utah men's team because there was a little bit of it last year. I felt like just because of a coaching change, but in terms of a young talent perspective, we didn't really have that. And that's always hard when you have a new coach coming in, you're going to lose out on recruits hard to get the same level of guys coming over from Utah state to Utah. But I am fired up about the direction this Utah men's team is going in. And especially, as I mentioned, those two young guys that I think are really going to be fun to watch for a long time to come. So I would just also like to preface this with mine. These are not my top three, like in order. These are just yes, three things I'm thankful point. for. Totally because my, my I'm staying on the basketball train, but I'm going to take a left turn and I'm going to go with Lynn Roberts and the women's basketball yes. team. Um, they are impressive. I am thankful for Lynn Roberts uh, riding this storm out. Um, she's been in the program, like I think six years at this point. Mm-hmm. And she's finally getting this team to where she's wanted them to be. I think we saw, again, like the men's basketball team, but we saw a bigger glimpse of what the women's team could be like last season. 
They make it to their first Pac-12 championship game. Yep. They make it to the NCAA tournament. Like they were in the position that the men's basketball team hasn't been in in a while. Mm-hmm. And this year, I think the I think the ceiling's a little bit higher for them. You know, oh, one hundred percent is not even close. Yeah, they've already <laughs> beat. They already they curb stomped Oklahoma. Uh huh. Like curb stomped them. Um, and then they beat Alabama on Monday. Uh, we're recording this prior to the game happening, but they play Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's those are th- if they can pull off those three wins. Like, if they can beat Ole Miss, there is a very good chance that Utah women's basketball is undefeated heading into conference play because I don't think they – I think they beat BYU because women BYU women's basketball is kind of on the down this year with the whole head, mm-hmm. new head coaching and whatever yep. else is going on down in Provo. But Lynn Roberts deserves so much more credit than she's getting right now. Yeah. She has not only hit the portal, but she has been hitting the recruiting trail, and she has been getting some of these fantastic – Mm-hmm. high school prospects. I think the three that come to mind for a lot of people are Kennedy McQueen, Gianna Neepkins, and Jenna Johnson. But if you look at that roster of just freshman and sophomore talent, it is so deep. And then if you look at the transfer side, you get Alyssa Peely, who's a transfer from USC. Mm-hmm. She, when I was at the Oklahoma game, Lynn said that Alyssa is what they've been missing all of these years. She is that physical big body presence that can just bully her way to the basket and is a very good defender. And I even saw when you watch this women's team now, you can tell that they're night and day when it comes to yep. defense because Alyssa Peely is putting in that work and she is damn good at it. And I think that's something that Utah fans need to be very thankful for is that the women's team is finally back to not back to, but finally in a position where they can thrive because the Pac-12 women's basketball is one of the best conferences in the country because you have Stanford, you have UCLA, you have USC, you had Arizona on that run a couple of years ago. Like if Utah can compete with those programs, they're going to be in a very, very, very good position for the foreseeable future. They are in a great position. That's a great point too. And we're going to come back in a second and talk about the other things we're thankful for about Utah athletics in a moment. But first I want to talk to you guys about our friends at bet online guys, bet online as you covered with more props, odds and lines than ever before. Get the latest trends on every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball, soccer to esports, world cup, NFL, college football, college basketball, NBA. It's all available at bet online. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those on bet online too. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fit. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Sammy, we're co- we got recording this on Wednesday, as you mentioned. It'll come out Thursday. That line is 29 and a half for the Utes versus the Buffs. Look, I still like the Utes. At 29 and a half is a lot. That's how much I still like the Utes in this one. Do you feel the same way? Uh, I feel like 29 and a half is a little bit too high. Okay. That's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see, honestly. Um Utah is should be a heavy favorite in this game, like yep. as they are. But I twenty nine and a half is just something that my brain is just like not Number. wrapping itself around, mm-hmm. especially given that this is the last game of the season and Utah is favored by that many points on the road. 
Yeah, it'd be interesting to see just knowing that it is Colorado on the road. What we'll see, be interesting to see how the guys kind of approach and go into this game, knowing that they're supposed to win, and I mm-hmm. we fully expect them to win. But will yeah. they win by that much? Kind of be interesting to go in and see. So jumping back into what we're thankful for, Sammy, you took mine with the next one. I was going to go with the women's <laughs> basketball team um, too, and you just made such a good point. Just speaking to what you were talking about about not only how good this team is, but how young they still are too. Mm-hmm. Jenna and Gianna, only sophomores. Um, Alyssa Peely, correct me if I'm wrong, is only a junior, correct? Yeah, yeah, like, she's you, a junior. Yeah, to have it like literally all the best players on this team, they're not seniors. They're only sophomores. They're freshmen, a couple juniors still. Like to be this young and this good is incredible. And I think you made such a great point talking about that. I also want to add, I know people were a little worried like after last year because Drew Gilton announced she was transferring for her final season. And I think a lot of people were kind of worried about how the state of the team was going to be without Drew because she was such a pivotal piece of that offense for such a long time. But I think everyone's kind of realizing now they're like, okay. We're going to be fine. She might have transferred because she saw the writing on the walls. Well, she actually it. transferred because she wanted to play her final season back home in South Dakota. Oh, okay. gotcha. So she transferred back to South Dakota and finished mm. is playing for the Jackrabbits this year. So. Oh, good for her. So it wasn't writing on the wall. It was just she wanted to go home gotcha. and be yeah. with her family. So I mean, I will say, I don't know if she's closing games with how some of these other girls are playing right now. I know she's a senior and been here a while, but it would have been a discussion. Yep. I also will. I just want to add also that there's still people that are like out for Utah for yeah. women's basketball team that are coming down. So Peyton McFarland will be back in a couple of months, is what Lynn Roberts said. And then um, I think Naya, Naya, I can't remember how to pronounce it. Naya or Naya from the freshman from Idaho. She's also going to be back from an injury coming up shortly. So as Lynn said in her post game press conference versus Oklahoma, we got horses coming. And yeah. I said, okay, <laughs> thanks, Lynn. Yeah, they are in a very good spot. So since we talked about the women's basketball team too, um, in terms of stuff that we're thankful for, um, since you covered the women's team, I'll just talk about the youth of the football team too, because I think that's another thing a lot of people are really excited about. I am really excited to see what guys like Nate Johnson are going to continue to do, what Jalen Glover is going to continue to do. Guys like Lander Barton have already grown so much in their first year, and that's just scratching the surface of how talented this 2022 recruiting class is. So I cannot wait to see the future of Utah athletics. And look, they're going to be losing a lot of big names on offense, but and they have a tough start to next season, too. We know we host Florida, and then the next week go at Baylor. So it doesn't get – it's not easy next year, but I think there's a lot of young and exciting talent on this football team. I'm really excited to see what they're able to do. Um, I'm going to take a sharp left turn, and I'm going to say I'm thankful for Utah Gymnastics. Yes. Um, I think everyone knows how good the Red Rocks are. You know, you, uh-huh. you don't – you win 10 national championships, and you kind of just kind of – no one thinks you're, like, not good. Um <laughs> But I'm very, very, very grateful and happy for this Utah and thankful for this Utah gymnastics team. This season for them, I think they've been predicted by a couple of outlets to potentially win a national championship either in the 2023 season, which would be the one that starts in December, or the 2024 season, which would start in December of 2023. So I'm thankful for them. I've always been thankful for the gymnastics team, but this year I think this team is so special. Um, You know, they – you have people come back. Crystal Issa is coming back for her fifth year, and she's such a yep. pivotal like piece of that gymnastics, that core. Um, she's like vocal leader. She's just great. And then you also bring in Abby Brenner, who's a transfer from Michigan, who was a national champion at Michigan a couple of years ago, coming in, just giving this vault lineup for Utah just some more depth and some more experience, which is that's the one event that Utah has, has, has been their Achilles heel the last couple of seasons. Um, so bringing Brenner in is great. You also add two very good freshman in Sarah Crump um, and McKenna Smith. Uh, 
small recruiting class because you can only carry certain like I think you can carry 17 people on roster for gymnastics mm-hmm. at any given point so you don't see huge recruiting classes a lot like but this Utah gymnastics team is very important and very special you know you have three Olympians on the team you have Kara Aker, Grace McCallum and Emily Morgan mm-hmm. just very talented very good and I think their schedule sets them up very 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 well this year um just because the way that I don't know if for people who are listening I'm very into gymnastics. I cover it over at Utah. The way that scheduling works for gymnastics is a lot different. And the way that you make it to postseason is a lot different than the way you make it to postseason in like a basketball or a football, Mm -hmm. because it's not based on win loss ratio. It's based on your total points. Like you're like what you're scoring every single week. Cause they average all of them out. They sometimes like you can, there's a thing called regional qualifying scores. You count six scores. Um, Three have to be home, and then the other three, two have to be away, and then one has to be a neutral site. So they kind of just average them out. You take your highest, and you're, you take your – wait, you throw your highest out. So if you score like a 198, yep. they throw that out, and then they average the other ones. So it's it's very much a numbers game for you. So it doesn't matter where – you like what your like win-loss is. It just matters how much you're scoring. And this schedule sets Utah up very, very, very well. So – you open the season with LSU at home. LSU is obviously a very good gymnastics program. Yes. Then you do your the annual Best of Utah meet, which is a quad with Utah, Utah State, Southern Utah, and BYU. Utah has never lost that, and I don't mm-hmm. see Utah losing going, it. No. And yes. I don't see Utah losing it again no. this year. Mm-hmm. Then you go to Oklahoma, which Oklahoma is a national t- title mm-hmm. contender as Keep well. Going. So you get that in there, and then you have Washington. Obviously, Pac-12, it's a good match. But then you have UCLA, which is the biggest, one of the biggest meets of the season for Utah every single year. Yep. Utah and UCLA rivals. You just let them go at it. It's going to be interesting. It'll be at, it'll be at, um, the Huntsman, so everyone should just come out and support the girls. But this this schedule is very good. It's very, very fun for Utah. And I think that this team has the experience, the depth, and the capabilities of making a deep run into postseason and possibly even like hoisting up yeah. that 11th national title that they've been searching for years for last season. They were so close, but vault came in and crushed their <laughs> souls. So this season, I think I'm thankful for them and thankful for Tom Farden and his staff just being amazing. And this gymnastics team just being amazing as well. So. Yeah, Coach Farnham's been doing a great job keeping them at that excellent level. And you mentioned the talented recruits they've started to bring into. It's it's by far Utah's best sport in terms of what they are, too, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. We talked about the Utes with a chance to make the college football playoff coming into the season. But with the Utes gymnastics team, we can actually talk about a chance at a national championship, which is really exciting. And it's going to be really cool to see how it all plays out for them because there is so much talent on that team. Yeah, and it's every year I, I kind of jump the gun a little bit and I say, this is going to be the year. But I honestly think it could be, though. That's the thing. It, every the thing is, yeah, it's just because of how good this team uh-huh. is and how good Tom Farden recruits. Like, I think it's for the next recruiting cycle. So the next class that signs, Utah has three five-star commits. Yep. So it's like Utah is good at what they do when it ter- yeah. in terms of recruiting for gymnastics. So. It's gonna be it's gonna be a very interesting season for Utah gymnastics, and I'm I'm here for it. I've always I've always loved the gymnastics team, but the the seasons like this where it kind of is everything is like panning out and the puzzle pieces are fitting together yeah. on how they could possibly do it. It's gonna be it's gonna be a special season for I think both of the women's teams, the both of the winter yes. sports for the for women up on the hill, both the women's basketball team and the gymnastics team. So we'll see, but. 
Hell, even throw on the ski teams, right? I mean, they're oh, going to yeah. win the championship again. So I feel like I feel like at this point with the ski team, it's kind of a given that they're yes. going to make it to the national championship, and then almost uh, almost another given that they're going to win because they just always you seem see. to win. You always just seem to see that tweet on Twitter that's like, "We're national champions," yeah. and then you're just like, "Huh?" Yeah. I will say, I and I think I think I think you need to say like I think women's sports at Utah, you can put like a like a like a total like statement of like all of them are doing really well oh for sure like soccer and volleyball are the two that kind of struggled a little bit this year but kyle kepler got well, that cross-country well, who team. they lost in volleyball too i mean when yeah. you lose a player like danny drews like that's always going to be a tough turnaround and kenzie you lost yeah. kenzie korber too yeah. so it's like you know there's going to be drop off but but like kyle kepler got that cross-country team back to nationals and they had their highest finish in school history mm-hmm. like that's great. I've always loved Kep. He's one of my favorite coaches to talk to up on the hill. He's such a great dude. But I think that's like a general a general statement I think you can say is that women's athletics and women's yes. sports up on the hill is fight is like in a great position right now. Great yeah. position. Even softball was coming off a pretty good season last year. Mm-hmm. I think if I remember yep. they fell just short of the NCAA tournament, but they were right in it till the very yep. end. So even they're making those steps in progress. And yeah, as we mentioned, just all the pretty much all the Utah sports, there's something exciting, or they're just in a really good place right now to look forward to. That's what makes it so great. And why we're also thankful to be Utah Utes fans. We're gonna come back and wrap this one up, talking about some Pac-12 action this weekend. It's gonna impact the Utah football team in a second. But first, I want to talk to you guys about UCCU. UCCU is offering a 15th month savings certificate with an incredibly high APY of 4.00%. Plus, you can jump up to an even higher rate of return anytime during the life of your certificate. A savings certificate, you make just one deposit and let your money grow and grow and grow with a fixed rate of return that's much higher than a standard savings account. Savings account typically come with unlimited deposits and withdrawals, but that's what's nice about that certificate, just one. And how much higher you might be thinking? It's a lot higher. You can also get a savings certificate for as little as $500, making this an awesome opportunity for every type of saver, big or small. Check it out, and UCCU will also allow you to jump up your interest rate once anytime during the life of your savings certificate. That way, if yields continue to rise, you have the option to jump up to an even higher yield, which makes it a great savings tool in the rising interest rate environment. Plus, opening a UCCU savings account is super easy. You can do it online, over the phone, or just stop by any UCCU branch. But remember, the offer is only for a limited time, so make sure you guys head over and capitalize on that 15-month savings certificate with incredibly high APY of 4.00 percent and a variety of terms and options to match your specific needs get a savings certificate today at uccu.com uccu love where you bank so sammy coming back into this one utah football needs a lot to go right to make the pac-12 championship this weekend but it will i will say in terms of like needing crazy scenarios you only need one team to really get an upset Mm -hmm. and oregon state is a really good team in a rivalry game at home and that's the one you really need so as much as I feel like, I just feel like the way it's going to shake out, I don't feel like Utah's going to make it into the Pac-12 championship. How do you feel about this weekend slate and how everything shakes out with UCLA also needing to win and Washington needing to win? And yes, Utah's going to win. So I don't, I also, I I think the chances of Oregon State beating Oregon are, are greater than if it was like Cal needs to beat UCLA. Yes, exactly. It's a lot better mm-hmm. in that sense. But I still think I still have some hesitation because Oregon State is one key position away from being an actually really good football team. And the thing that sucks is the one position that they suck at is the quarterback position. And it's like the it's like you need to have what it's like 
how I get, I get, I mean, I get it how they like it's Oregon State, so you're not going to get five star talent in there, but like, what? Like, how they're this close, this close to being even a, just have a Bryson Barnes, literally, literally. That is all you need is mm-hmm. you just need a Bryson Barnes or someone better to be in that mm-hmm. that quarterback position. But I'm not counting it out 110%. For sure. That's my thing because I think Oregon State is the kind of team that will show up for those big games. Well, they show up for every game, I will say that. But Oregon State, yeah. I think, shows up 115, yeah, 115% more when they're playing like an Oregon or like when yeah. they're playing a Utah or when they're playing one of those – Big well, dogs. I mean, they're rival. Yeah, yeah. 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 You're playing your rival. So I think the chances of it happening are they're They're there. Yep. I'm not going to say it's like a hundred percent going to be a given, but I also think it's not going to be like a blowout for Oregon. Mm-hmm. I think no, it's I... going to be, I think it's going to be close, but, mm-hmm. um, and I think part of it will be solved early. Cause I'm pretty sure UCLA and Cal play on Friday. They do. Yes. So you, so you get one. So you get one of them checked off there. The Oregon Oregon State game is at like 1:30 p.m. Mountain. Yep. So it's like at the same time as ours. So you can kind of like check that off. And then Washington Washington State, I think is is it night. Saturday like is it Saturday night? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I think here's my thing. So I think Utah should have an idea by 5 p.m. Yeah. Because if On Oregon yep. be, if Oregon beats Oregon State, you're done. But if Oregon State wins, I think you're kind of like, eh? like, mm-hmm. come on, Washington. <laughs> so I think I think Utah fans as a whole, I think I think this goes without me saying, I think everyone's going to be rooting hard for the Beavers this weekend because yep. you want you have to, to win. You have, you have to. to. Yeah. It's like that. It's like the 2019 season when everyone was like, you you needed Oregon to beat USC so you make it into the Pac-12 championship. Yes. And everyone's like, hashtag our beloved Ducks. I think <laughs> – this year it needs to be hashtag our beloved beeves because mm-hmm. um it it's gonna I it if it happens, I think it's gonna be amazing and I'm gonna be like, get me an Oregon State hat or something. Yeah. But if it doesn't happen, I'm not gonna be like, curse you, Oregon State, <laughs> because at the end of the day, Utah didn't get the yep. job done where they exactly. needed to get it done. Mm-hmm. So you can't be upset with other teams not performing, I wanna say, or not playing or whatever whatever they even be ex- exceeding expectations to beat an organ team that is better than them yeah but you know weirder things have happened so <laughs> in this conference yeah <laughs> in this conference yeah so i'm not counting out oregon lo- like oregon state losing but i'm also not like counting on it i'm not gonna be running to vegas and putting a bet down on oregon state yep. like that's not where i'm at because i think the 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 quarterback position is still such a big like red flag for me for Oregon state. And I think that they've, they can, a good quarterback could win them a game, but a bad quarterback could lose them this game. So. Yeah. It's going to be fun to see how it plays out. I got a feeling just because this has been such a weird season, as you mentioned, like it would be crazy as, and I think that Oregon is going to win. So I think that's going to be the one, but it would be absolutely wild. If Oregon state does beat Oregon, we, then you see, they took care of business. And then we, as Utah fans, we're like, we're going to the PAC 12 championship just for Washington state. (laughs) Just for Washington State, just to screw us over. I would be like, I would be pissed because, like, I fully expect Washington to just just 
beat Washington State, but at the same time, they're a weird team, though. I mean, Washington State is a weird team, and so is Washington. They beat Arizona after Arizona had beaten UCLA. They didn't show up against us, we know, but still, they get up for some of these games, and it's just and rivalry games are add another weird element to an already Mm -hmm. weird team. This conference is so weird because the teams you expect to win don't win sometimes, and the teams you don't. Uh, Winning Amsterdam cannibalizes itself. It does, yeah, and it has for such a long time, and so it's like it's such a weird conference because like. No one expected Colorado to beat Stanford. Mm-hmm. No one expected that. No one expected Arizona to beat UCLA. So it's like it it's, just, it's just weird it's stuff. just so weird. And like yeah, but weirder things have happened in this conference for me to completely write out Oregon State. Oh, yeah, like win, like losing or winning. I mean, so I'm. I'm going to be wearing my orange and black on Saturday and like, like rooting for the beavers because like at the end of the day, like it would be great to go back to Vegas, but I know how Whittingham has said on practice on Tuesday that like, if they don't make it, like they're just going to go hit the recruiting trail, which Hmm. I think is understandable because you're still waiting for your bowl bid at that point. So just Mm -hmm. hit that recruiting trail before the dead period opens. Yeah. I think there's going to be a number of people wearing those, um, from the city of Beaver in Utah, I think there's going to be a number of people wearing those I Heart Beaver shirts. <laughs> I'm just here for it. I'm like, give me, give me, or I'm like, I, people who know me know that like when I was, when I was writing up at the U, when I was a student reporter up at the Crony, like we just had this running joke of like the Beavers, that like the Beavers were our other team. And like every time the Beavers would win, we would just celebrate like as if Utah won. So it's like the Beavers have always had a, I've had a special place in my heart, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm not getting my hopes up because yeah. I've seen their quarterback situation and it's not great. But then I've also seen Oregon's quarterback situation right now with Bo Nix being hurt. And that's also not great. So it's just, a, it's just a not great situation on both sides. So and that's what should make for a crazy Saturday. It's going to be fun. It's just one of the piece. There's tons of great games going on. So make sure you guys check out all of the great Pac-12 action and just general college football action this Saturday. And we'll have all the reactions and everything covered for you on Locked On Utes next week. Sammy, appreciate you joining us. What, is, what does Thanksgiving look like in the Moore household? Um, Thanksgiving's not our holiday usually. Oh, gotcha. Like, we, we will do, we'll like have, like, it'll be me, my mom, my dad, and my brother, just the four of us. Um just kind of hanging out, eating turkey, eating some yeah. stuff. But, like, we're very much a Christmas family. So, like, gotcha. um, Friday yeah, morning, Christmas. Friday morning, the Christmas tree is going up. Like, we're going all out for Christmas. In have, the you, have you already started the Christmas music? Um, I have. Um, My mom. You're not has... the only one on this podcast to us. Thank you. Thank you to whoever else has. Is it you? Are you a Christmas yes, music? It's, okay, it's good. <laughs> good. But, yeah, I'm very much a – I'm I Christmas is my favorite holiday, so oh. I'm very much, like – ready i've i'm almost done christmas shopping because i'm like also oh, wow. one of those people well now that i haven't started so the that's, thing that's is here's my good, i wish i could be ahead of it like you that's here's my story. thing a lot of my family members were asking for things that i knew were gonna sell out so i had to get them before they sold out good call <laughs> because i just know my family and so also a lot of them ordered like things that were like custom and stuff so i had to like work on that but yeah, we're very much a Christmas family. So Thanksgiving is my dad has to work, so we're just very much like just going to oh, gotcha. do a low key chill kind of Thanksgiving. So 
Well, like you said, December is right around the corner and then the party really kicks into high gear. So best of luck decorating this weekend. Yeah. And for all of you out there who are going to enjoy a big feast and then spend the weekend decorating and shifting over for Christmas, best of luck to all of you. And we always appreciate you for making Locked On Utes your first listen every single day. Make sure you guys check out Sammy and all the great stuff she has going on at Ute Zone. You can follow her at S underscore more 99 on Twitter. And once again, check out everything she has going on at Ute Zone. Make sure you guys subscribe to the show and follow me and the show at J2 on Twitter and at Locked On Utes on social media if you're in the market for a second listen every day make sure you guys check out locked on sports today for the biggest game recaps the take of the day the stories all the reactions for each of the biggest games each day check out locked on sports today available on youtube the odyssey app and apple Podcasts, or just wherever else you get your podcast thank you guys for listening to locked on news have a great thanksgiving and we'll see you tomorrow for black friday